Spencer Pratt. You will obviously never be as relevant as you were. How does that make you feel? Oh, yeah? Fuck you. Fuck this interview. Stupid podcast. Fuck this shit's over here. Is he actually leaving? (laughs) What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Okay, here we go. Mr. Pratt. Oh, my gosh. Look at this outfit. I love it. Oh, my God. So nice to meet you. The attacking me. Oh, my God. The devil? Well, the second I get in my car, it's never happened in my life. It says engine coolant. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? So I go to the gas station. I'm like, oh, buy engine coolant. I put it in. And it's like spraying out. I call BMW service. They're like, you need to tow it right now. I'm like, like, I got to go to call her daddy. No, fuck the car. Oh my God. Okay, do you, can you mic yourself up immediately? Cause we're, we're getting into this. This is very fancy. Wait, isn't it cute? Fancy. It's my, Spencer, it's the first time I'm using these. No, I feel honored. I'm honored because I knew you were someone that would know how to put it on and I use mean, it. I usually let them do it. That's like the oh. perks. <laughs> so I should have done it. Okay, we're going over here to make a drink. Uh, oh, you didn't even get good tequila. No. Oh, this is embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> I, oh I won't actually touch these bottles. Wait, are you be, serious? Oh, I can't be on camera with that one. Wait, what do you drink? I mean, as bootleg enough would be like Class Azul is as low as we're going to go. This is all I had from like random. You, I'll watch. I'm you're, not, you're not getting me on camera. Hold, I mean, this was, I drank this in. Wait, do know, I have anything else? Spencer, I tried. You don't have a 1942? Come on. Spotify, what is going on? Budget cuts. I have a champagne bottle. Okay, so Spencer, right off the bat, is just shitting on me for not having. I also needed this. Good, take a, uh, that, that car coolant, that was a lot. Okay, yeah, let's talk about what happened. All right, so <laughs> I get in the car. I was going to be very early. I was going to sit in the car, meditate, get, just visualize the best freaking podcast ever. And I get in the car, and it says engine coolant. I'm like, I'm not a mechanic, but this looks, seems bad. So I go to the car place real quick. I'm like, I need engine coolant. I'm very late to the biggest podcast of my life statistically um and so he's like oh my god it's leaking everywhere and i'm like pour more in so we pour more and i called bmw they're like you need to tow it here right i'm like i'm not towing it they're like the car could shut down on you on the way there i'm like well then it's gonna shut down because i'm not missing this let's pop okay. the dom okay in. okay do you want to pop the dom I mean, I'll drink that. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. That's that's, that's, that's a better yeah, way to go about it. Okay, I feel like you should do the honors. You know, here's the thing I've learned because Heidi's a professional champagne bottle what? opener. I used to like the like excitement of. Right, but like she, you want to spray it all yeah, over yeah, my camera? And she, yeah, and she's like, no, you're not even supposed to have like barely a noise. It's not a game to like, you know, you guard that you come in like that. <sighs> You treat it like that because people always, oh, you're gonna. Right, right. So the key, what I've been taught, is you just slowly. It's it's less exciting, but let's not uh, let's not waste this money. I mean, you know, kicking off the Caller Daddy podcast, beautiful. Cheers to the Daddy Gang. Cheers. I am cheers. so honored to be involved with your mafia. You have I'm so honored you're here. They're going to love you. Spencer, you are popping off on TikTok. You I know, need to know, what is your strategy? Uh, it was drinking, and then that's why I haven't been TikToking. Well, here's what happened. Here's what happened. I don't. 
know how it happened. So what people loved to, so I had to stop because Heidi was like, you play the hills in the house anymore. Like I'm gonna choke you. Like she can't even, it's like nails on a chalkboard. So, and I'm like, honey, these are going viral. Like this one just did a mill in like 10 minutes. And she's like, I don't care. Like stop talking about that. I'm like, it's relevant to a niche micro audience, honey. So that is you know, fucking hilarious. It's a hard balance because I'm also blowing up all these people that I can't stand. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, do I like? I'm like, oh, the views, but I'm like nobody. You know, I kind of so. love that Heidi's like Spencer. Knock it the fuck off. And you're like, can't hear you. A million views. Gotta go. Oh, this is so delicious. Spencer? We, I can't believe you don't have a charcuterie plate, though, for us. Oh. Okay, we're going upstairs to the interview. Are uh, you ready? Should we bring this or no? Let's leave it. You need to drive home in your fucked up car. Oh, no, I'm towing it. Oh, here? Oh, you're towing tow it here? Situation. Oh, you're towing oh, they, it here? I wasn't supposed to get here. Is Heidi picking you up? I said I would. What Uber. A black Uber X, you know. Whatever. Center. It's all about the money. Let's go upstairs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling Ice. Anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Dottie Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. All right. No, I'm praying. You're praying? Do you want to pray out loud? Please, God, have this just be the greatest podcast to ever hit the waves of this dimension. Have it just touch so many people's hearts in a positive, enlightening way, God, and just truly be a blessing for everyone's ears. And if they're visually watching this with captions, just when they read it, just have their spirit just be uplifted and inspired. Amen. That was a little too much Holy Spirit. I almost fainted there. Oh my God. Do you, do you believe in God? Oh yeah. Okay. But I mean, Heidi like took it to the next level because she's like a preacher. Really? Like I was trying to be in the Illuminati when I met Heidi. We were you really? Oh, hundred percent. I didn't realize they're like drinking blood and Ooh, you know and all that? the weird, weird. I thought it was just like sex parties, like eyes wide shut. Oh, you know, right. Everybody older than you know eighteen. And totally. You, know, like, you wanted to be a part of the sex parties. Not just the the party, right. but like That's that a perk. 
like the Tom Cruise movie. Like that totally. looks, you know, pretty like minus like people disappearing. It looked like totally. my vibe. Thank you for kicking us off. I feel really zen and calm. I almost just started crying. I don't know if it was tears of joy or laughter, but it was something. You got an emotion out of me. I mean, it, it hit me too. I don't know. It's good AC in here, but it was. <laughs> You're like, like, I almost fainted. Yeah, I like, okay. Spencer Pratt. Welcome to Call Her Daddy. I am so honored. You grew up in California, going to school with celebrities and celebrities' kids. Who was the first famous person you remember meeting in your life? Oh, hands down, Meryl Streep. I was on the set of Death Becomes Her, I think is the title, where she's like falling apart. So shout out, she would deny knowing me at this point, but I think her name was uh, Mamie Gummer. Uh, we were BFFs, we were very young, we would go set, and it was Meryl Streep, and I would be chilling on set, so, yeah. I did not expect the answer that's fucking baller. Oh, I mean, it, I went to Crossroads, the list like right. goes on, but that's like... If that's my, like the main the cool like just in this mansion and you know i mean then it's next thing you know i'm having a slumber party with hillary clinton you know so i mean like my Wait, child hold on. you have to clarify you're having a slumber party with hillary clinton what do you so mean? my best friend charlie uh his parents were best friends with the clintons from arkansas and so when i was a kid you know i'd always sleep over at charlie's house but one night you know you know, I was pre-checked, you know, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. So Secret Service did their thing. I think I was a safe 14-year-old or whatever. And so, yeah, I was, I was slumber party. I was in the kitchen with Hillary. That you know, was wild. So you reference your high school and how you were surrounded by like a lot of famous people. What were you like in high school and what did the other kids think about you? Well, I try to say that I am exactly... You know, I've learned a lot of lessons, but I would say I'm the exact same person that I've always been and I haven't changed. So, you know, I had just as many people that didn't like me back then. You know, I had, you know, enemies putting up, you know, dicks drawn on my face around town, you know. So I came in it like hot, you know. So I think because, you know, for my private school world, soccer was our big sport. We didn't have a football team. So... Um, I was for my world really good at soccer so I was on the older teams so you know when I was 15 all the seniors I was rolling with them so I, you know I, everything got fast forward like when I watch I don't watch Euphoria but when I see clips I'm like oh my god this is the Disney channel compared to like LA and growing up you know now it's crazy because you just die of fentanyl and whatever so it's, a, it's definitely like darker now so yeah. I, I pray for these kids but um, it was amazing. I, everyone's always like, oh, why don't you like write it? Like people that know me, like you should write a memoir. I'm like, <laughs> like no way. Like, you know. wouldn't? Well, right now I just found all these tapes and I was like, maybe I just cut together like Heidi was calling it selling Spencer. It was because I really have just been trying to sell myself for all these years. Not my soul though. That's the sell one thing soul, I've, yeah. I've stayed. That's why I'm not rich and famous is because right. I didn't cross that tier of what would you know. have crossing that tier looked like though because i think to the world it looks like you sold it oh no there's a whole nother satanism level that you know i didn't unlock like know. what would you do i mean i what do they do right the, these people that you just they're not up front with it but right. there's a I'm, we're, we're talking a spiritual level not like oh what you say on yeah, on yeah, a yeah. show like these people are going Okay, so it's interesting because I feel like what you were saying about being in high school, like you were always kind of this like polarizing figure. There are going to be people that like me 
And then they're going to people that don't like me and that's okay. But when you were younger, did you ever get in trouble for your temper? Um, well, in one soccer game, you know, backstory. So in high school, you know, we went to GNCs, you get protein powders, you get energy. So at the time there was this product called rip fuel. And I was like, that's every brand I want to be ripped and fuel. So, and they had a <laughs> strawberry flavor one. So I was be hitting rip fuel before games. Um, you know, you just mix in your water and it's, it's legal. It's right. by, it's like Gatorade for me or whatever. You know, I never drink Gatorade though. Um, it's not brought to you by Gatorade. I can't be promoing Gatorade. So yeah, I was all pumped up on rip fuel, you know, and it was yeah. very competitive. And I was taking this very serious. And so this was the semifinals and there was like a team little meeting the night before the game that this coach who no longer the coach for a reason, okay. shout out fed the new coach. So the seniors didn't go to this team meeting that was unnecessary the night before a game. Mm-hmm. So the next day, biggest game of the senior year semifinals, he benches all eight of the best players, the seniors, hands down the best players, including myself. We're now losing at half, like 2-0. You know, I'm pacing the side of the thing. I'm like, this is, like, you. we get it. Like, and he wanted to make a point, like, we don't need you. Like, he thought they were going to do fine with, like, whatever. So, finally, at halftime, we go back in. I go in, score two goals, tie it up, so pumped up. Score a third goal. Now we're winning. He goes, sub. He tries to pull me out. I'm like... I don't know if I flicked him off or whatever. I'm like, you know, I must have been mean, like, what's up? Like, you know, I mean, the crowd, this is back when people cared, you know, you know, like living, you know, this was our Friday night lights, right? right? It was probably on Friday too. And so, you know, I went to the sideline and, you know, maybe got in the coach's face and my mom ran on the field. My mom, you know, this was crazy what he did. So my mom backed me up, but I didn't hit anybody. I didn't, there was no, it was just yelling. He's yelling back. So, I get called in because they're maybe going to suspend me. And they're like, you were acting very pumped up. Like, were you on something? I'm like, yeah, rip fuel. And they're like, <laughs> what's rip fuel? Can you bring this in? Like the principal office, uh, Tom Nolan, Bob Riddle just retired. Bye-bye, Bob. So I bring in the rip fuel and they read the back of it. And it had ephedrine in it, which is now illegal. And they decided it was like speed. So I was just dosed up on, you know, rip fuel. So that got me not suspended or expelled or whatever. But other than that, like, no, I was teacher. I have tight with all the teachers. So you got to blame your behavior on rip fuel. I mean, it was it was a stimulant. Totally. Was anyone else taking it with you? The whole team. Oh, okay, all, yeah, yeah. But okay. I mean, I was more pumped up. So... Who was your first famous friend? Like that we kicked it with all the, like the first famous person we started kicking it with uh, was Paris Hilton. Peak, the most famous person on the planet. That was when I saw like firsthand, real deal, new modern tabloid fame. Cause I mean, I had grown up with, you know, A-list celebrity parents and I saw that's more low key and it hadn't, this was peak Paris coming in the game, tabloid cover, energy, paparazzi. And I will always say 
you know, I'm not close with her. I don't know her, you know, that, but she was so consistently nice and yeah. like a, she didn't even need to like, I'm a like entourage hanger on her, like <laughs> rando and still d- got treated with, you know, That's dope. so I'll always say, you know, shot good for you. That Paris Hilton era was the beginning of it all with paparazzi. Like, do you think that sparked something in you of like, damn? No, I, I was, I was that. telling people at age 16, bringing in Us Weekly covers, telling folks, get ready. I'm going to be on the cover of Us Weekly. And people are like, what is this? My mom always had tablets. So I grew up with tablets around the house. and But nobody appreciated them like I did. Okay. So I was but pre-Paris. A, I was already coming hot. Like there was no doubt in my mind. You were going to be, be on those tabloids. Okay, but in your head, Spencer, what were you thinking you were going to be on the tabloids? For? I had no idea. But I was like, I'm going to be famous. These, <laughs> these famous people have it so figured out. I mean, because when you grow up seeing how famous people live, like, you know, you know as a, just eyes on, like, the, the reservation, that's world's over, by the way. Like, people are like, oh, he's so thirsty, he still wants to be famous. Like, fame isn't even cool anymore now. And I would love to have it, but it's still not, you know, 90s to early 2000s when these people live. I mean, they were taking helicopters, landing on, re- just the rules have changed the game. So what I grew up thinking fame was is so different, like, I wouldn't grow up now and be like, oh, all due respect to TikTok. I love being viral on TikTok, but I don't think I'd be like, oh my God, I want to be a viral TikToker as like what I was chasing. If you had grown up in Ohio, like, do you think because of where you grew up and what you were around is why you wanted to be famous? Because you got to see Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, I think in Ohio, one of these other states, I would have ended up in, like, Delta Force and gone in the military or been a spy or something. Yeah, that was my brand. That's why I don't have tattoos, because that was always like, well, if I am going to be Jason Bourne, you can't have tattoos. So, you know, like, yeah. I was, like, deep Logical. in. But the problem was, I lived in the Palisades. I was like, ah, I'd get killed or, like, <laughs> go to Nobu. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, I want to go know. to Nobu, not have yeah, to go like, and, like, so in a different state I that's the energy okay. I have okay I was looking this up and nowhere is this story when and how did you meet Brody Jenner rewind to eighth grade um I won't say her last name. Maybe she's anonymous. Heather was the it girl on the eighth grade soccer team. And I was on the soccer bus because they had the guys and girls on the same soccer bus. Brody played no sports. So eighth grade, Heather was the hot, super hot, superstar girl. And Brody was her boyfriend. And so I was like, this dude. And Brody at this time thought he was, you know, it was pre-Eminem, I think. But Brody was like a, a large Eminem like no pun intended, um, you know he was a bigger guy. He loved melt cheese. I later found out he just melt a cube of cheese and just like eat it with a spoon. So he was he then got ripped and like changed. But the, this Brody was like a rapper, melted cheese, and I was like, how is this happening? So we had just beef in the sense I was like how is this your girlfriend like we have soccer practice together we have way more in common so I don't know what I said but we got in like the only little shoving match in middle school so that we had beef right Right. but then years later this girl that I was seeing Casey I won't say her last name because I'm not trying to catch a case um she was dating me and I somebody tells me that's Brody's girlfriend I'm like she's not Brody's girlfriend like so I bring it up to her and I'm like, do you have a boyfriend? And like, and she's like, well, I didn't think we were like exclusive care. I was like, oh no, I don't care. It's all good. But it's like, 
I reach out to Brody through mutual friends. I'm like, yo, you know, I know we're not cool or whatever, but we should meet at Don Antonio's and, and talk, you know, because I guess I had heard he like love this girl. And I was like, and so we meet up. And I'm like, your girlfriend is not your girlfriend. He's like, and I'm like, I, I like, I didn't know. Like she told me, but I, when I found out, that's why I called you. And he's like, I'm going to come. Like, no, 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 no. You know, this is pre all these team movies. We should have made a team. And I was like, I think we play this out a little bit. So we started becoming best friends on like making plans with her. And then the other person would can like he'd cancel. And then she called me and I'd be like, yeah, yeah. And then she'd make it those plans. And like, we did this for a while to the point where like, you know, maybe we crossed the line or whatever, you know, but it was like, you know, you, you want to play the game. We'll play the yeah, game. Let's play it. Um, so we became best friends at, this is probably 18. How did you get cast on the Hills? So now we're going back to, um, I'm now in college. I don't know how I see something about the Osbournes making $25 million for the, and I'd seen the show. I was like, Oh, this, this is yeah. entertaining. They got dogs pooping. Ozzy yells like da da da. Um, and so I'm like, I'm going to make a reality show. So I call Brody and I'm like, we got to meet at PF Chang's when PF Chang's had just, this is like PF Chang's was Mr. Chow's at this point. Right, right, there right. wasn't Mr. Oh, Chow's no. like, this was the hottest Chinese food spot you could go to. So right. we meet at PF Chang's. He brings Chucky, his like consigliere, like advisor, Chucky to coup. And, uh, so I'm like, I want to make a reality show about you. And he's like, oh, I don't know about that. And Chucky's like, you should do it to Brian. Like, oh, this is my advisor. And I'm like, and he's like, here's the deal. If you come to my house tomorrow at 8 a.m. with the camera, start filming, I'll do it. And he's calling my bluff because I'm a sleeper in at this time. Like, I'm not trying to be up all the way in Malibu, like at Cross Creek. So I had a camera because I had just tried to shoot a documentary in Brazil about like the, like I tried to make my own take in you know, uh, like pre-taken with like a kidnapping and I shot this full film that I was like, can you please release that? It's pretty hardcore. Cause it was like, I use real people and like, like people that see it are like, this is so inappropriate <laughs> and intense. But like at that time, kidnapping was like the big thing. And I was already in Brazil and I, you know, I was like, I need to make a, so it looks, it's too real, you right. know, like it's like, it's like, so I'm like, whoa, like it was like, Oh, the, we're in, we're tourists, and then, then boom, like the vans come and duct tape, like it's crazy. You actually like, but it like, I could have, if I had like a good editor, I would have won a Sundance because oh, it was yeah. like no act, like right. I went to the favelas, gave people cash, all real guns from like, got real cops to like, cha I mean, it was so crazy because I want to be a filmmaker you know like like I didn't you know like that right. was clout was like right. Michael Bay like totally you know so I was like I'm that making your yeah so it. I edit this I show Brody he's like bro right. <laughs> 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 don't you dare show anybody this like you will go to jail but I mean, everyone's in on it, you know, like, right, like right, the, right. nothing bad is happening. Yeah, but it, it looks a little yeah. And Brody's like, people are going to be a little concerned. This was your girlfriend at the time. Like, it's like she wanted to be an actress. Like she was an actor. There's clearly evidence showing this was, right, you know, was fine. everyone was, was fine. fine. And like, but it was a little too real. It was as real as it gets. It was like, so, okay, so like you if I needed to kidnap someone in Brazil, like I have the full, you know I just, um, so I had the camera. The okay, good camera, GL2, Canon. Oh. And so I show up, 8 a.m. I have this one tape. Like, I rewatched this the other day. I show up, camera on him, in his nose, just trolling him, like, pushing it in. He's like, oh. So 
I tell my parents I'm withdrawing from USC and I'm taking a leave of absence. They're like, what? I'm like, I'm gonna make a reality show. They're like, oh my God. I'm like, don't worry, I can go back. I mean, at this point, they're like, I'm glad he's back from Brazil. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, we, I started just filming everything in the house, but his stepdad is a superstar, mega success. And in real life, he's literally telling me, Stop fucking filming me. Get the fuck out of my house. And, you know, at the time, Paris and and uh, Nicole. Nicole were on Fox. Yeah. Uh, so I was saying, this is Fox, Dave. You know, I didn't appreciate who he was. Brody said that he makes elevator music. Like, that was my... This is David Foster. <laughs> like, so that's my percent. And I'm like, oh. You're like, you make elevator music? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, like, that was the energy. Like, Brody's like, says you make elevator music. So I had no, like, oh, it's Dave Foster. I'm like, in his face. He's swearing at us. You know, he's like, get the fuck out of my house. And my head was like, we have a bigger man. It's a guy. Here. We have a bigger mansion. There's more dogs here. They had like 10 dogs shitting everywhere. And he was a superstar. And then we have Brody's mom, Linda Thompson, who at one time Elvis was trying to marry, dated Elvis for five years. Linda's incredible TV legend. So she's playing all into it and letting us like, let the boys do the boys, you know. So... And I'm living a life, too. I'm never stopping filming because they got the chef. I'm going in the fridge. I got a plate that says Dave. I'm eating his food all day from the chef. And we edit right there just like, you know, a few minutes. On Sunday night, I get a call from this guy. And he's like, Spencer. I'm like, who's this? And he's like, it's Peter. I'm like, Peter who? And he's like, Peter Chernin. He's the chairman of News Corp that owns Fox. And he's like, you have a meeting tomorrow at 9 a.m. with Gail Berman. I'm like cool who's gail berman he's like spencer she's the president of fox television she knows the deal just go to the meeting i'm like okay and he hangs up i'm like okay so i called david foster to like talk shit i'm like going to fox fosmag what's up you know talking all the smack he, this is where he murked me out because he didn't have like now he's like oh this is real so he didn't have faith in me like i don't think he knew what level i had i'd already got it done yeah so he calls his boy because david's canadian he calls his homie from Canada that like they had tried to do some projects together in the past. And he's like, you got to go to this meeting. So I pull up like out of a movie and I get to the Fox lot right there. Uh, every time I drive by it now, I still am like, God, what a, a memory that you just can't even make up. And I pull up my Spencer Pratt for Gail Berman. And they're like, oh, sorry, somebody already used your drive on. I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, you're going to have to park on the street. And like, I'm like, wait, what? So now I'm like parking down Pico, like running. And I'm in my like dumb purple shirt that, you know, that I thought was like a fancy shirt, you know, that I, like, I didn't have like, I yeah. didn't like have designer clothes or whatever. So I had like this stupid purple shirt on. Somehow later in that day, Peter Chernin sees me, he's there and he's like, don't you ever wear that dumb ass shirt ever. I'm like, Oh, okay. But so I go into the meeting and I get in the elevator and this guy in this full suit is smoking a cigar and we're going up in the elevator and he's a big old guy. And, and he's like, uh, you know, I'm like, who's this guy? And these other guys in suits. And so I, they're like walking with me and we're all walking. And I'm like, no, they're all going in the same place as me. So Gail offers us in that meeting, $3.7 million. I'm like, yeah, deal, <laughs> deal, <laughs> deal, fucking deal. And they're like, no, then we're, uh, uh, like, we're going to go see some, uh, we're going to ABC, da, da, da. And I'm like, who the fuck are these? Like, no, deal. And so they jacked me. And they, like, if I hadn't called David, I would have had so much more creative control. But I was 20. Right. And so then I find out, like, you know, I get a lawyer. And they're like, yeah, they're saying you're not the executive producer. I'm like, 
I'm like, that sounds like I sounds like I am that. And they're like, yeah, they're saying you're not. So I call Peter. I'm like, they're saying I'm not. And he's like, makes a call. And then now I'm executive producer. I was the youngest executive producer of a, a network television show to this day in history. And uh, they try to fight that. And so then they make the show. And at this point, on my first day of filming a Fox show, keep in mind, this is when Fox was peak Fox. We are getting launched with the reboot of Family Guy on Sunday nights before The Simpsons. Our sponsor is Coca-Cola, uh, McDonald's that were like getting ads and they're like, I am going to be a millionaire like in a month. I have my walkie-talkie that says executive producer day one. I'm behind camera. They're filming and then everyone's like, Spencer, you need to go in and like do what you're doing because in it, everyone's always talking shit to me right. like in the sizzle and everything because I'm like the like the guy, crutch, yeah. the, the bad, like the guy that lives in the guest house energy, the Kato Kalen vibe, right? right? So I'm like, nah, I got my walkie-talkie. Like you'll get to keep your walkie-talkie. I'm like, okay. So I didn't realize I like, it was like the matrix pill. Like I, that was when I sabotaged my entire life of being taken seriously crossing in front of that camera. I was like, Oh yeah, I get my walkie talkie still. I got my title, but yeah. I didn't get, that was the end of like anyone ever being like respecting you in this business. But which is crazy to hear too for you, Spencer, because by you, they clearly were like, wait, we're filming this shit. And we're not getting the same thing that Spencer came with his DVD because it was you. Brody was so comfortable with you being like, Spencer, get the fuck out of my face. And like David Foster's like, Spencer, like everyone knew you. So they were giving you that content. They're not going to do it as easily in front of these like random um, like guys with cameras. So they needed you to get back in there. But that sucks that then your credit basically got taken as in terms of a producer. So I look still this whole time not getting that nobody else was going to think this looked at myself as an on-camera producer. I was just filming, doing the story bites, da-da-da-da-da. So that night, Linda has a talk with us, our first night of filming, and she's like, I caught David cheating on me in the studio. And I'm, I'm like, well, uh, so, uh, you know, like, what are we doing here? Right. And so, like, we pretty much just, like, beg her to, like, just pause this, you know. And she's like, getting... I now appreciate it more, but at the time, I, like, I was so deep in, like, this is our, like, like, who cares? Like, let's roll, like, you, let's launch, like, and so she gangstered up and was like, I'll do, and I didn't really understand what she meant, like, I'll do the filming, but I didn't get, so then, let's fast forward, the night the show premieres, she's like, I informed Fox that I'm filing for divorce tomorrow morning, and I'm like, what are what do you know? You know, nowadays that ratings up, people totally. love that dark thing. This is a family friendly Sunday. Hour. I get my third call from the chairman of news crew. He's like, Spencer, what the F we bought a family friendly show for Sunday nights. I'm pulling the plug after next week's episode It's done. So we get the one, you know, rated well for the summer. We get one more and I just lost and I spent all my money that my first check on my BMW that now I like didn't have money for gas, you know, figurative speaking like because I was like game on you know we we're gonna be so rich damn that's wild that like day one of filming she like oh, so that just set caught him cheating and you're like wait no we need one this house to film in Everything. this two we need the family together and then the rest of the season they just like you try she tried to fake it for you yeah guys. she did and damn. She's, a, she's a real good actor and damn you know. so, so I get that call I'm like oh my god I have to go back to college you know like <laughs> so now I'm back in college Brody Jenner had step siblings at the time. 
when do you remember meeting Kim Kardashian for the first time? And what was she like back then? All right. So I just shout out Esquire magazine for profiling me. And the big, I thought this was going to be like positive. But since I said I should be Kim Kardashian, people like got all weirded out about that. But it's, I feel that, you know, so I'm just going to defend myself. So now we're at the first night of the Princess of Malibu, our Fox show. I didn't even know he had stepsisters. I wasn't even aware. Maybe I met them that night. Like, totally irrelevant. A week later, you know, this has been denied, but Rhodey's the witness, and I don't know if he'll, maybe he'll say it, but it's yeah. true. We get a call from Chris Jenner, who I don't know, and he puts her on speaker, and she's like, we should do what you're doing in Malibu with our family in the valley with your dad, Brody. And and he hangs up, and I'm like, the valley? <laughs> you know, because like when I grew up, like you did not... This isn't me saying this. This is what I grew up knowing. There was nobody filming anything in the Valley except pornos. You know, like that was what the, I, you know, that's where they shot. Yeah, people used to shit on the Valley. It was Yeah, now give me one of those $80 million Valley houses, I guess. It's still, you need good AC. I don't, you know. But, so (laughs) we laughed, haha. And I've thought about it a million times. Was that the call that like sabotaged my whole life that I didn't take? But then I really thought about it a million times. They went to then to Ryan Seacrest, who had a first look deal with E. They had to make a show per his contract. And they went to him and he had the power of not only E! News, Kiss FM was popping. He just got American Idol. Like that's a solid. I don't think if Brody and I had gone with cameras, shot the Kardashians, it would have been what the Kardashians like. Everything came perfect for what their magical portal happened so i've thought about it a trillion times but i met her for real for real in the club i remember area you know she was wearing like a herve ledger silver purplish dress you know and she kim looked like a superstar and was famous like she deserves day one jump she was famous at this point energetically she knew who she was going to be. So she had that aura and like, you know, I was joking with Kim and you know, we were all having fun. She was totally cool. But that I remember meeting him and like her at the club and like, you know, then she later filmed on the Hills and organized Heidi's closet and they didn't use the footage. And I once said this in an interview and her publicist was like, this is absolute lie. Da, 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 da. And then MTV pulled out the clip. Think one time they ever backed me with receipts and like showed unedited Kim. Like every now and then somebody tags me in a tweet of her, like tweeting at me, like you be Heidi and Reggie need to go on a double date. And I'm like, how was I so popping in my head that I'm not like following through right. with this double date? I did follow through when Miley Cyrus tweeted us and we went and double dated with oh, her and that. So I, I wasn't too insane. But if I had done everything different yeah. and if I was like super, like for how thirsty I am, like th- what I should have done is been friends with everybody. That's what totally. Kim is, was so good at. And yeah. I'm not that type of person. Like, I don't want to go have fake lunches and fake drinks. And what if I had played the game like a pro, yeah. I would have gone to drinks all the time with people that hated me and I hated them back. And we'd just all be fake. But it's like, that's the problem with being a real person, yeah. which is good for reality TV, but like not for networking and building these because people will message me like oh we should do this and you can reach out to like your celebrity friend like my what friends like i got my friends from preschool and they don't even want me to name drop that i know them you know (laughs) 
So no, I I appreciate that because I think that a lot of people don't know about the Princess of Malibu. Like if you're on TikTok, sorry, but people may not know about it. And I think that it was interesting when you look back at your history that you started this like basically little reality show following Brody around and Kim is just like there in a scene and you're like whoa like this was the beginning and then I I believe you that Chris called because it's like you guys were doing it before the Kardashians started it no and uh at the time Bruce not wasn't yes. Caitlyn so at the time Bruce was filming for princes so Chris is they didn't use any of the footage but like he would come film right and he'd be on it so he's going back home like and tell like this is crazy da 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 right and you know at the same time the simple life's popping so Kim's knowing about reality TV through uh Paris. through Paris yeah. and that's that- when reality TV really started to pop off was like slowly like the simple life and then obviously though the biggest I think was when the hills popped off and that was when it was like holy shit this is reality TV and because yes how I got to the hills yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh this is gonna be a this is gonna be two part caller daddy <laughs> podcast uh so come on come on we're gonna merch get your merch callerdaddy.com <laughs> So, um, so wait, okay, so, so yeah, go back to college. so go back to college and then one day I'm back from class, whatever. And my mom's best friend, Lucy, they're in there watching this show. And my mom's friend, Lucy, like, you should date this girl. She's so cute. I'm like, what is this? And they're, they're watching it. And she's like, date this girl. She's so cute. And it's Heidi. And I'm like, what is this show? Like, how is this even a show? This is season one. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. And I'm like, this on TV? I'm like, yeah, it's so cute. And I see one of the names of the executive producers was a guy that Brody and I literally hired. Like, we had a meeting. We hired him. So I have his cell phone number. I call him. I'm like, Motherfucker, you have a new show and you didn't put Brody and I. And he's like, Spencer, no, it's a set cast of this girl from Laguna Beach. You, like, it's not like that. I'm like, oh no, it's like that. We'll see you in the club. Like, I don't think so. That's our show. You got like Hollywood. Like, and this when Brody was like running oh, yeah. the clubs and like, so all due respect, no girl from Laguna Beach is doing a Hollywood show. I'm like, they have a Hollywood show and you're so you're not including us. Like. Yeah. So we're out. It's uh, this club was called Privilege. Justin Timberlake was just popping with Sexy Can I? I think I remember just like hitting so hard in the in the freaking club. And so this is when I was very into dancing. You know, this was people oh. danced back then. People weren't too cool mm-hmm. to dance. We wanted to stand around like it was like yeah. dancing time. So I was dancing, and then Kristen was at the bar with Heidi, and Heidi had just done season one. I didn't know what even that meant nobody hills was not popping so Heidi and I clear the dance floor we're having a great time dancing hit it off we all drive back to Brody's house in Malibu so she ends up spending the night we you know she says it's love at first sight I guess now in retrospect it was but you know I had you know player ego clout fame vibe so I was like and then she tells you know we're seeing each other but she is seeing you know she's not exclusive either to me when I met Heidi, she was writing a book, had chapters, how to outplay the player. She had game galore. She was not this like innocent victim, like, oh my God, Spencer's talking to those playmates. Like she was talking to old dude over here and old dude here. Like she had she two, had like she had an A-list athlete and an A-list actor she was dating when I was supposedly looking like the bad guy. So if they had showed real Heidi and not this like, bootleg you know just making girls look like this like 
like that was where you yeah. got to see like like an right. awesome girl that I would fall in love with who like show a girl a game that totally like, like yeah like this is why I liked her she like she was no victim I wasn't playing her it was like yeah. battle we were like a ch- master chess dating and so Can that's you tell us who she was dating uh yeah she was dating Chase Crawford who was like the it like hot guy you know peak you know, uh, gossip girl. Yeah, yeah. Like couldn't be Hot cooler. Guy. So yeah. she wasn't like, Oh, poor Spencer. Like, right. There was not that. Energy. I love hearing you say that though, because I always felt that vibe from Heidi, but they always cast her as this like damsel in distress. Like Jordan's being mad, mean to me. And then you, she meets you and it's like, Spencer's being mean to me. I'm like, that's not the vibe I get from Heidi. So, so the problem with Heidi and I, we loved making TV shows and doing yeah. what the producer's saying. Here's the problem with the Hills all male producers east coast waspy freaking dudes that they're now in charge of representing young women in hollywood and they're putting their toxic male weird narrative spins that they uh, that's not facts and it's not real life because i don't even think any of these guys date you know like they don't know maybe they saw it in a movie or something like they can't fathom a woman like spitting game on a guy and like change your number like fuck you way better show too it's like real heidi was i always say this people to this day like oh how are you still it's like because you don't know real heidi like you guys are all yeah like it's like it's you on your toes yeah like i'm they're not showing me begging her to be boyfriend girlfriend you know like she's like I don't want that title. Like, right. You know, like she was more. Yeah. So yeah, she had games. She was a gangster. Like, you know, so So now knowing that's actually a really great story that it goes all the way back to your mom looking at the TV and being like, you should date this girl. And then you guys actually meet and you immediately have a vibe. What was your first impression of Lauren Conrad when you met her? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What was your first impression of Lauren Conrad when you met her? All right, so let's do a disclaimer here for, you know, LC stands because they're always like, oh my God, he still has to talk about LC. It's like, no, no. I was connected to a a television franchise and this is a co-star that is part of my fame, people. I would love to have never talked to her for about the rest of my life, but I am a great guest and I am honest and truthful. So there you go. Uh, so that's for the comment section. So I, I mean, nice, nice girl. Like I, we, we, it was all good to the point where I talked Brody in to breaking up with Nicole Richie to fake double date with LC. So like, right. that's the level of how I felt about it. Like, let me help make your life better right. by bringing the best looking guy in Hollywood right now who all the girls want to date. I'll get him to break up with his celebrity you know, superstar girlfriend, I will get him to come onto your show, pretend to be your, you know, interest to just everyone wins. 
you know, so like I was, a, I'm a teammate. I come from being on a team sport. I didn't play tennis. I didn't play golf. Like the team wins. That's how I've always thought. So I was like, let's all win. We'll double gate. And I was already in the, you know, game from like working with the paparazzi for Princes of Malibu and setting up our shoots. And so like, I was like, you know, our first double date, I had us coming out of the Grove, you know, all due respect to Elsie, she'd never been in a tabloid until I unlocked that for her and gave her the, you know, as a team mate, not, you know, I'm not, I don't want credit. I, I wanted us all to win. So I had our paparazzi. This is pre the entire world now does this. This was, this was vintage genius, uh, where you work with them instead of like hiding from them. Cause this one tabloids sold like albums, like you could Drake, you know, one week, three million sales on us week. Like this was right. superpowers that I knew understood. And I just watched a season two episode. Elsie knew because if you look at her on the couch, she has every tabloid in her lap. That's what she's reading. So don't be mad at me, girl. So we come out of our double date and I'm like, make sure you guys look to the left. You know, this is off camera. Just I'm really trying to like get us all to hang out on friends because now Heidi and I are seeing each other, not right. boyfriend, girlfriend. And she's like, what is, and I'm like, it's our camera. And she's like, you called the paparazzi? I'm like, yeah, to get you in a mag. And so that was, I was like, oh, you're not all there. You know, like, don't have a full deck running here as you're trying to be on your second television show. Like, it's not like, I'm all for people who don't want to be famous, but like, you're on a second show. Like, you spun off. Like, I get, like, it fell into your lap in high school and it came to you and you auditioned, but now you've spun off. You've, you are choosing the path of fame. So now I'm like, so she from the jump kind of was weirded out like oh Spencer's like that's why she'll say things like I don't trust him it's like you didn't understand like I was ahead of this game like I already saw how this worked on a way bigger scale because I'm not from Laguna Beach you know like I'm from here and watching Paris watching how Nicole like Nicole's an actual you know we ended up having a falling out or whatever miss I was miss quoted I think holy can uh but she's a genius so like uh, she's a fame genius so yeah. I studied under you know a, yeah. like I'll call her a mentor in the in the fame game so I she just Nicole oh she's as uh, she she knows. She, she knows the game she that's why Paris called her smartest friend to be her teammate she didn't call Kim yeah, you know uh, like hey you want to you know but so uh back to like you know everything we were best friends she's like you want to meet my dad da, da. but eventually the Brody couldn't play pretend anymore. Yeah. I wasn't saying fake date LC. That wasn't the initiative. Like I was like, this would be great. Like Heidi's cool. They're roommates. Like I was hoping it worked out. It didn't work out from night one, you know? Like, so once she was onto that, she wanted her amazing wingman, which I under wing woman totally get Heidi to not be with me. So her selfish motivations, she can put it on all these reasons of like, oh, I don't trust him. Or look at, she knew Heidi. Like she knew Heidi's game. She knew about, and we know her. These girls were not victims, okay? They had their own television show. They were in the, right in the heart of Hollywood. They're going out every night, getting tables. These aren't these like pilgrims that like, were like, oh, these poor little innocent, you know. They knew what they're doing. Yeah, these girls are savvy. And I didn't get raised on being on television when I was 16, 17. Like, you're a veteran at this point. Like, yeah, I understood the back side of like tabloids and media but when it came to making a tv show and like murking out people and like yeah you know what comments say this like she this is a, is a black belt level yeah with regard to your relationship with Heidi how did you guys separate 
reality from reality TV to keep your relationship healthy. Thank God the show was so fake that it was, you know, every time now and then Heidi would get a little too drunk. Like, like one time in area, like she knew I told her like, we're going to call these playmates. I'm going to bring these girls. And she knew, and she's like, I'll meet there. And then drunk Heidi's like asshole. And like, you know, like, right. and she really got all up in her feelings, you know, as you know, cause she was like, I don't even want that, you know, but right. that's the problem when you even play reality. Like there's times where, you know, it affects you. it affects you in real life. So thankfully it was so fake that all the fighting and everything was so like planned and rehearsed and scripted that it didn't. And then the other thing is we lived in my parents' house in the Palisades, like in my high school room. Like, so we leave Hollywood and just go have our simple, you know, oh, okay. life in the, you know, we weren't up in the scene like Got it, it looks. So like we never lived in that apartment that we filmed in or that house yeah. we filmed in so I imagine it would have been harder if we were immersed in that world and these were our real friends and our real relationship but you guys really took a turn to be like the most hated couple in the world and Heidi got all the surgery did you ever try to convince Heidi not to get surgery no one thing I never try to do with, ever with Heidi and what people don't understand is like Heidi's the boss. Like I work for Heidi to this day. Like that's this whole like, I, <laughs> you know, like that's the people who really know the inner workings <clears throat> of our relationship. Like, like, excuse me, my French, like I'm the pussy whip. Like, you know, like it's not like, oh, Heidi, I think you should do this. Like Heidi yeah. came to, from a little town in Crested Butte with dreams of being a star. Like she, yeah. like, so no, I never told Heidi what to do because I just, I, I totally. was, I was just filming her. She was like, put the camera on me, cameraman. Like, you know, if you watch the footage, like I'm just her cameraman. I right. said to her yesterday, I'm like, I'm literally your cameraman. So yeah. also let's rewind to surgery because it's in tears. First time she even got the idea of getting surgery was Us Weekly approached her and was like, hey, we have this top plastic surgeon, wasn't even in her head, you know, that wants to do, you know, we'll give you a nose job and implants. And Heidi's like, and they're like, this would cost 50000 whatever. And Heidi's a hustler. And she's like, 50000 for free? And this Us Weekly is coming to me? Right. I'm not going to say his name. Ken came to her. Um, and so, you know, you, yeah, you know. And she had grown up getting made fun of about her nose her whole life. You look, this was early day comment section. Every single comment, I'm always like, don't read that. It's just saying she has a Jay Leno chin. And so she's now in her head of all these things that's early, you know, yeah. comment section. So then she has this meeting with this top, you know, rest in peace, Dr. Frank Ryan, he's dead. But she has a meeting with him and he, she's showing, he's showing her all the A-list superstars, all the things he's done, but you know, sign top secret. They're not telling yeah. anyone. It's just, she's realizing this is the game. So she does the nose job, boobs. It's not the end of the world. People don't, you know, people, she didn't have to tell the truth also. Like yeah. this time, I'm not going to say other big pop people were literally without a doubt got nose jobs got it like that was standard operating procedure but Heidi was just honest like I'm gonna tell people yeah. this is what I did which you know I'm like I don't care whatever like keep yeah. in mind I've already dated Heidi for so long in love already felt like this isn't like oh this is what you need to do now for us to be like we're already battling the world like yeah. this isn't gonna change our relationships I'm like I don't win-win yeah. like I don't care either way whatever do what you want to do to your body I'm scared and I couldn't even I can't even get shot so, like, so this is way past my world of like right. knives and you know 
So all good. The follow-up, the one that people all freaked out on, I'll never forget. I even have it on video. As she's going in, because she, when she was doing her Miss Universe, she got elbowed by one of the backup dancers, and they hit her nose. And so she, like, like it's, like, dead in. They're going to, like, pop it out, whatever. So she goes to have, like, that done. That morning, he's like, hmm, while you're under, we, you know, we could just little, and I hear the word minor so many times. It's like, it's so early in the morning when you drop these people off for right. surgery. It's like, I'm not even thinking I hear minor. Sorry. Just like, I don't, I hear, she already got lip injections. That seemed minor. Like, Oh, minor. And you hear the word injectable and this, it's, everything's minor. And he just had this blue pen and he's just like, I'm like, there's a lot of blue. Neither of us are thinking like, Oh my God. He's like, this is minor is the word we heard a million times cut to like the most traumatic. So no, it was not like a, a positive time. That's also just so crazy to hear you talk about it too because of like how manipulative and really scary like when you're young you don't understand and these doctors should do a better job of explaining like the fact that they said minor to you and you're like it was in the morning also the fact that you're like it was the day of and they're like we can just do this like we'll scoop out your back we'll pin back your ears we'll and he's saying chin. the price of each thing and like back to Heidi who's like a banker he's like this is 25,000 I mean it was like a quarter million dollars when he like He's like, and I'll cross all this was like out of like a movie where you're like, you're like shopping for clothes and they add it all up and he's like, boom, void, zero dollars. So it's like in her head, Miss business. It's like, like a business. Deal. Like, oh my God, he's, it's giving like a bargain. Me a, he's giving me a quarter million to like make, and this is what all, I'm not going to name stars, but this is what all they do, but they spread it out. Like everything right. she did is like standard A-list. Totally. I'm not naming the women, but. But it's obvious. This yes. is standard A-list women, but once a year. You know, you don't knock it all out. At, right. Like, you don't drop it off at the body shop. What do you miss about being one of the most famous couples in the world at the time? Oh, just the money. Like, yeah, like I would, if you asked me to never be famous or just be rich, I would have, I thought being famous was the easy way to get rich. Like if I put the amount of energy as I put into being famous as just like doing like a normal rich person job, like a banker, like I would be rich. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, like how the e like getting just paid by Coca Cola to hold a Coca Cola like here's ten thousand dollars like, dr like what? Yeah, you know so like that level of like, and then people are like, why do you want to be famous? Like, cause that it's so hard, but it's so easy when you're like in the when you're getting the checks. Like at one time we were making a million dollars a year selling our paparazzi photos, like going and looking cheesy, you, you know, like dressing up in dumb little like Easter bunny like. It, so that part is yeah, hands down. Funny. The, you that know, makes sense. So people hated you more than people who murdered people. Oh, you yeah. were more hated than OJ Simpson at one point. And Casey Anthony. Yep. How did that make you feel at the time? Well, at the time it was a victory because David Foster had put me into the game by, he knew Simon Cowell. I didn't watch American Idol. And he was like, Spence, once the Fox started going, he's like, you need to be the young Simon Cowell. I was like, who? Like, and he's like, the, like the hated guy, the villain, the like, you know, I was like, gotcha. Like, <laughs> sound, sounds easy, coach. Put me in. So I there was no social media. I was so naive to think, and I thought everybody knew Hollywood was just lights, camera, action, fake as could be. I didn't understand middle America. This was Bible. You know, like this was, you know, the Holy Spirit over here. 
And I'm over here just trying to get ratings bonuses. Like if we ever got to 5 million, I got a million dollar check just that day. So no matter what I'm reading, I'm over here like chasing a million dollar one, like, and we're like at 4.2, 4, but I'm like, Oh, what could I do to get to that million dollars to do what I'm already doing that night? So my mindset at that point, at one time I had like hate spencerpratt.com where like you could go and like comment. Like I hate, like I thought it was so fun and like ridiculous until you know, I started driving around and like everyone was just flicking me off out windows. I was like, oh my God, like who's watching this show? Like chill. Like I thought this was like a fun, like party show. Like why you guys, isn't the news on? Like, aren't we in Iraq? Like, isn't there a war? Like I just never understood. Cause I came from like play pretend with right. the princes and everything. And I just thought, you know, so no when you understood what you were doing and then when people did it and they thought it was real you were like wait guys yeah and Simon i and Cal. yeah like no no and like brody will say to anybody else like spencer planned every single like he's a witness to like the pre yeah like the Meditation. the blueprint like i executed it too well you know and here's how they got me and this is how the predatory producer you know and me being naive and heidi just hit me with this and i was like oh my god i'm so triggered by that quote they were always saying um we're gonna re uh this is your redemption arc we're gonna redeem so i'm always chasing like you do this and then we're gonna so i'm like oh, i like this but it's like i should have been like watch batman i'm like there's no way the joker is getting redeemed like part three <laughs> you know like like oh, i just i just like oh yeah that sounds great you're gonna redeem me yeah what season four like woo. so like <laughs> i i fell for that just con oh. which you know, that's the problem when you're 23 and you do think you're smarter than everybody, which I obviously was not, that I just got, you know, I thought I was in with everybody and I'm right. working with this producer that I already made this show with, but it's like, oh no, they were sailing me off the waterfall, like Niagara. And, you know, I didn't care because they're also blood money paying, you know, right. we're the highest paid people on television at this time. So I'm... I'm going, I had a million dollar suit collection. I didn't even wear suits. And then I gave them all to my friend who was a real estate agent. Shout out Mikey P. And, you know, so like, I, like, cause I was like, what do you do with all this money? You buy suits. Like, as a rich people do. No, it. oh, no, no, <laughs> buy gold. That's what I would say. That's the one thing I did. I was smart at one time. I bought like all this gold. So I carried a backpack around with like half a million in gold coins. Just like, cause you can't spend gold. You know, like right, it so takes. It would, it would keep you in line. What about a you, business manager? Just we had them. Problem with business managers. Let me tell you. They we, take your money. Not only do they take, they take five percent of all the money you spend because they have to like do the math for it. Got oh, it. so be careful with a business manager because they love you spending money. That's their so favorite. Gold was your friend. You're like, I can't uh, spend this. Yeah, That's I should have bought more of it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, Spencer, you created the concept. I am now convinced. I look back and I'm like, there was Simple Life. Um, there was like uh, Newlyweds with Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey, like early, early days. But you created the reality show villain. Oh, I'll take that 1,000%. Right? Like military. Like, yes, uh, yes, Give yes. me my one credit. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to add that to my Wikipedia. <laughs> The originator of the yeah, reality no. star villain. And it was fun until you realize, like, there's no getting out. So as I look back, they were Frankenbiting, is which I learned later, is where they're just taking audio and putting it there and putting you at an event you're not at, saying right. you did this. Like, I was just watching this episode where Lauren comes in, like, that Heidi stood her up, and there's a note from Heidi. Anyone that knows Heidi, 
her handwriting looks like Egyptian hieroglyphs. Like she doesn't know what she's writing. I don't know if she can even write. Like, right. and so this cute little note, like, sorry, Lauren LC, like, I can't hang out, like, went to the movies to censor, love you, like, perfect calligraphy, like, how you never wrote that note, they never told her she was standing up, LC, it's like these simple things, like, murk you out, and Lauren's playing her along, she knows Heidi didn't write that note, and coming in, like, Heidi, Heidi, knowing, like, (laughs) you were just in your apartment, they just mic'd you up, like, do like good for you like like freaking blake lively over there so let me explain to you what i'm thinking i've sat down with reality people now and sitting down with you who was like the originator of the villain i want to expose how easily the edit process is that reality tv uses to make something look like a conversation happened And it really was a complete different conversation that happened. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So who is someone that you really dislike? Like someone that pisses you off and can get you like riled up. You can be Adam DeVillo. Okay. I'm Adam DeVillo. Okay. And I'm going to, we're about, we're in a fight. We are in a fight right now. I'm Adam, you're Spencer. And I'm talking so much shit to you. This is what's going to happen is the point is, is, I'm going to be, it's like, I'm a producer being like, you're pissed at Adam. What would you say to Adam? And it's like, fuck you. And then you walk out of the interview. What I'm going to do is at the beginning of this episode, it's going to be a cold open. And I'm going to dub in a different question of me being like, Spencer, you're irrelevant. How do you feel? And you're going to be looking at me when really everyone right now will see what that original thing was. I'm talking about Adam DeVillo, but we're going to cut it and make it look like you were shitting on me and you walk out of the Color Daddy interview. Oh my gosh. You ready? It's so scary. Well, give me a few minutes. Okay, I, so this I, I, is, I, I, to tell you how I'm envisioning it. I'm no, I see the vision, but I'm just right. like trying to think about what I would actually say that could come off believable. Like, fuck you. You're a fucking predatory person. Ooh, that's pretty good. Oh my God. That's better than anything we had. That's way stronger than a fuck you. Do you have a notes app of what you want to say to Adam DeVillo? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> you need to drink some of your, okay. your flat we need, champagne. Well, we're going to need to get, we can do it twice. All like right. we just want to get the best. And again, what is happening right here is going to go in the episode. Just so you know, you're not getting fucked over. Like we're going to show I, this problem. You know, as long as this goes on Spotify, yeah. <laughs> I don't care what you show. <laughs> so, Power of edit, uh, baby. Uh, I liked that first line you said. Yes. Yeah, but it, it, it's not dramatic enough. Right. Because, I mean, you are a predatory person. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even take it seriously. Okay. Here we go. I think it would be dramatic if you get up and walk out. I'm going to definitely. Okay, Okay. Okay, you're practicing. You're practicing. Oh, yeah? Fuck you. Fuck this interview. Stupid podcast. Fuck this shit's over here. What the fuck? That was good. <laughs> the Spencer! Key. The key. Spencer! Dude, that was good. That was good. I agree. I agree. No, I think that was pretty good because you said fuck you, fuck this. I'm gonna do one more and I'm gonna keep all this in of like, guys, this is a this is I'm like poking him. I'm Adam DeVello. I'm like 
You are so that's the thing you wouldn't even that's what's so crazy about reality TV. Adam Deville wouldn't be here. They send right. these they call like for the hills it was called the she was called the collector. That's how shady this shit is to collect the fucking And sh- and she would just get shit out of you. No, she would come and like she fake jerked off and busted a nut on my face. <laughs> <laughs> to pump like to like and it worked and I like went nuts okay but, so yeah. let's like channel that annoyance who let me call Heidi who do I dislike hey. hi honey who do Heidi. I who do I really dislike that I could channel just like lots of anger for a <laughs> fake scene here I feel like I don't talk to enough people to hate anybody anymore Oh, ah. that, oh, thank you, honey. I knew you would know. Love you, honey. Bye. Love you. You're welcome. Here, I'll put you on the mic. There you go. You're good. You're good. Love you. Okay, shout out. Shout out. Pratdaddy.com. Pratdaddy.com. Love you. Stream superficial. Um, okay, get so, yeah. car. Oh, lots of people did, but one, oh. one I have to see. Pretend I'm him. Oh, I, I You're a you. fucking loser. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is the biggest fucking waste of time. I can't even believe Spotify gave you a fucking show. I bet this doesn't even last another fucking year. Why don't you just delete this whole fucking episode? Good luck with your little imaginary boyfriend you never show on fucking IG straight. No, that was good. What I've learned is like the more exaggerated, the faker it looks, looks fake. now because now everyone is so exaggerated on all right. these shows. So you got to like. Well, in post edit, and that's the beauty again, I'll share with everyone watching is like, we'll look back and see which one looks more real. Maybe the first one looks more real because it was less try hard. I may even, you know, the Holy Spirit, I may give you a third just out of nowhere. So, you know, third, you know, you have to do these 12 times. That's like that video I sent you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I rewatched it like this supposedly where I'm bullying Heidi into like moving in with me to like, I would never move into Curson Avenue. Like I'm not bullying anyone to like live yeah. across from fucking Boa or Boca. What is it? I don't even, yeah, yeah. like a liquor store. Like, so, no, right. I was not, <clears throat> but this big scene, this was when it was a wrap for me, right. was when I, she was like, I don't think I want to move in with you, like doing her Meryl Streep level, and I'm like, then get at my answers, get out of my car. We did that at least 12 times. I they're like, floor the car more, and we're, they're shooting the exhaust pipes. She gets in the car right after, we go to Don Antonio's, like, that's just a night, but like, boom, and here's how I'm even crazier. The song that they like put to it like apologize yeah i gave them the one republic song it was like this would be so good because heidi was like in talks to do a song with ryan tedder and he right. like played me that i'm like i'll get this on the hill so then i even gave them the murder song as we're kind of we're not wrapping up no Call we're not like, oh we're my not. god no 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 we're not you're like i'm not car. leaving thank you for playing along that was a great promo is there a specific manufactured storyline you regret saying yes to yeah the sex tape i didn't think people like big deal i thought it was like clout too like right. kim just made so much off of hers it wasn't a negative she, there were not, no tape even ended up coming out so like i thought that that's why i played along called a fake producer that wasn't on the phone with lc it was me f- pretending to apologize for something i didn't do to a producer right. like yeah I'll, I'll. to your knowledge did adam devillo ever abuse his power when producing the show and in what ways you know, 
here's what's so funny. Like I was ready to go all in on Adam Hill, but I'm a mercenary. If they call me right now to be on Selling Sunset and I hate him more than anyone on earth, I'd be like, what's my fee? <laughs> you know, like, so you can't even ask somebody who's like a mercenary about people because like I should have known his last name is Devil with an O. Like that's not a coincidence. And think, here's the other thing that I now have the benefit of perspective with. Yeah. Like we've now been on two seasons of Celebrity Big Brother where you're locked up you know, 50 plus days, the producer, mm -hmm. we did, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, marriage boot camp, wife swap, famous food, like the list of shows of dealing with producers, not to mention all these pilots yeah. you shoot and like, there's nobody like that guy. So here's the problem with people like Adam and mm -hmm. how they'll always win. Mm -hmm. They're male and he brings in his enablers and they're all like guarded. You know, I'm not saying this is like, they will always win because there's then me, the mercenary, because I know how, this is a demonic demon. And I was like, put me on Netflix. So right. all of these people around Christine, they're not going to back her because they don't want to rock the ship. They don't want right. to, you know, they don't want Selling Sunset to end. So right. that's how me too and this these people are enabled because the people around them are like, ain't happening to me like right. you because I'm one of his like, I'm sure the way he treated Whitney and LC and I'm just, God knows how they probably love him because when things did come out and Heidi's story, whatever, guess who's the first one to be like, he's the best guy ever maybe to you but that's not yeah. the truth like that's your ver like you can't defend yeah. you know so totally and i think it's fucked up because like you're saying these men in these position of power insulate themselves with all these other men that are going to make him like almost impenetrable to any type of any type of getting in trouble and however what you're saying also is because you're the mercenary it's fucked up like we saw christine quinn was one of the first people which she's fortunate She's got a lot of fucking money. She's got her own money and she's got her husband that has a fuck ton of money. And so when you're in a position where you need this person that's in a position of power and fucked up, but you need to make a living, you need money, you're kind of at the hands of their power. And so I hear what you're saying. You're like, I would take the Netflix show because that's what your career is. But you're not saying he's a good guy. I want to because I've never talked about this to my listeners. So when Heidi was on Call Her Daddy last year, she brought up an incident where the producer from the Hills was physical with her. After filming that episode, the MTV rep that repped Heidi called my team and said, you need to take that out of the episode or you can't air it. I don't even know if Heidi knows this. She definitely doesn't know that. Okay. Shout out Joya and Jay and uh, who else? <laughs> I love you right, guys. I don't but even know. So we get this That's call. what's so shady because it's like they protect the net. Like I love MTV, right. but it's like, that's Adam. She didn't say MTV. You can't like that's the. So my team gets this call and daddy gang listening like you can go back and that interview. I they said you have to take that part out or you can't air the episode. <sighs> I thought it was coming from Heidi and I'm like, who am I to put someone's like abuse story out there if they don't want it out? So I took it out of the episode. Fast forward a few weeks ago, Christine Quinn sits down with me and she talks about how Adam DeVillo is the new producer who is the original producer of The Hills. And she mentions Heidi's name in the interview saying we both had really bad experiences with these producers. Immediately, I message Heidi. I go right to Heidi because I'm like, I don't want to put your name in the episode if you're not comfortable with it. I know Christine doesn't want to speak for you. I want to make sure you're good with it. And Heidi was like, 
absolutely put it in there. It's the truth. To which I then realized, oh my God, last (laughs) year I fully got played. I was like last year, that was not Heidi not wanting to put that in. But now that you're done with the Hills, can you explain what the fuck happened with that whole situation? Again, I wasn't there. I was never allowed to be. That's why That's why these predator type people like that, people that want the smoke, they won't have, like, he, he I never interacted with Adam ever once he knew my level, you know, like, you don't play, like, I don't right. play. So I never got to interact with Adam because it would have been on. Damn. So I was banned from the shoot, the photo shoot that this happened. So what I did was send, shout out Kevin Carlson, her bodyguard, uh, to go in my place because I, you know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not allowed to go to her photo shoot. So yeah, that's from, weird. Again, you would need Heidi here, but from my, what I recall is she had one of those loose fitting. You know, I guess there was also a comment about her new boobs. You know, like you know, because she just had nobody had seen that whatever, and uh, she had one of those backs that like are open back where it's like pretty much like in the right angles, like butt cheek, you know, like of a dress. And I guess he like put his hand like ass cheek grab and the security to the point where he like chopped her, his hand off and was like, checked him, you know, shout out Kevin, um, gangster, but he was there. This happened. So we had a witness. We like, he was, you know, it makes me really sad for Heidi that it took years. Like everyone is believing Christine Quinn right now. Oh, I literally, when this came out, I, all, again, I didn't watch Selling Sunset because I hate right. this person so much. I don't care how good the show is. Adam, right? But when I saw this, I was like, this is an angel from heaven just came out. And then she's in this outfit. I'm like, she is out of the, this is the Matrix. This is literally <laughs> Trinity coming right. to like, and it took, what, 12 years? Like, you can go back on Google and she was like, this is not appropriate. Like, you can't, like, she felt to the point where she called me and I was like, what the, fuck? so I called and I left some psycho message, you know, like, I'm, I hope he still has it. I hope he You know, but too. here's how weird life is. And so when I went back to college to finally graduate in 2013, I'm in a Staples on Olympic. And I go, because I drink lots of water and fluids, I go to go pee in the Staples. And, you know, I'm not a, like a, I like to go in the stalls to pee. I feel more protected, you know. So I open the stall door. Guess whose face I look at? Adam. Adam DeVillo. I haven't seen this person since 2000, maybe the first night of Hills filming. I've never even seen him since then open and and he looks like I'm there to murder him, you know, (laughs) because this is like some random staples in the men's room, in the stall. He's coming out and he's like, and it took me, I didn't like process like who is like, why is this freaking out? So out of context. Yeah. Like, like what's happening? I just want to pee. Like you're blocking the urinal here, like toilet, get out of the way. And he's like, Spencer, what are you doing here? I'm like, Adam like what are you doing he's like I'm going to the bathroom I'm like I'm like I'm going to like why are you in Staples I'm like buying books for college why are you here and he's like because I work down the street and this is the better bathroom I'm like huh <laughs> like so you know to this day I think he doesn't believe I was buying Staples and it was like I can touch you if I want I can get you anywhere type I like like just know anytime you're going to the bathroom, I could open the stall door and be there. Like that's how I think God wanted me to have that last, like right. don't I'm ever coming. feel too cozy on that toilet. Cause that door could open and it could be me. So, you know, like it was a weird moment, Damn. but it's like, I didn't have, it had been three years. I was back in college. I didn't, 
I had been, I'm now back in the game trying to be famous again. So like I'm mad again, but then I didn't like really care, but he couldn't accept that. Like, and I was so chill and I was like, Oh, what are you up to? Like, and he was like, what are you? And then Heidi comes like, why are you here? And she's like, I'm like, it was just such a good, he couldn't, he did not believe it could have been a coincidence. Yeah, no He's way. Like, he like, you are here to kill stu- me. Yeah, one stalking trillion me. percent. Here's the weirdest part. So years before this, just to show you how demonic this project with the hills was. Yeah. We go out for a pitch with one of these evil producers because again we're mercenaries, and he's like, "Hey, I want to pitch you to Lifetime." We're like, "Okay," like his right hand guy. So we go this pitch and we're sitting there and he's like, it's amazing. We can all telling this lifetime executive that we can all sit here. I mean, at one time we were trying to steal Heidi's soul and like Heidi just starts hysterically crying in real life because she's like so triggered by like knowing that like she felt that. And it's like the, the pitch went so sideways, like stealing her soul. Like what? We Adam DeVillo said no, no, that? His right oh, hand. his right hand right, man. Right. His, his Literally teammate. said at one point we were trying to steal Heidi's soul. Now look where we yeah, are. Yeah, like and we can all be together and like pitch. This and is Heidi's so funny. like, that's why I felt that yeah, way like, for so many oh. years, you fucking psychos. Okay. What is the wildest thing you've done to make a headline? Tell us. Oh, I mean, any headline that you ever saw, I was behind and, and so it's like I actually thanks to my mom. She's a I have a the biggest thing you've ever seen in your life of every cover tabloid everything I've ever been in and the other day I pulled it out just to like because I was going to do TikToks on them I was like everyone was the most crazy stories I'm like made that up made that up made that up one time we made our entire house look like it, we were squatters they're not squatters like like uh what are those people that like fill up a house with stuff? Oh, hoarders. Hoarders. We filled it up with hoarders and like, you know, like just made it like piled up and like got a In Touch magazine cover. Like Heidi and Spencer are in squalor. In Touch cover. I think we got 25K. Shout out Dan Wakeford. Um, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, so I mean, like that's like a petty one, but like everything you could ever think of. We once did a deal for like a half a million just for four covers of Us Weekly. There's no, we didn't know what the covers were. It's like, let's make stuff up, you know? So that's I'd have to so go good. through, but like that's the weirdest good. thing that I didn't have to do with that I saw a headline recently mm-hmm. that Heidi called me, uh, the, the article said Heidi called me like chicken legs or something and Spencer was going to get calf implants. So I was like, calf implants like even if i had i do have like, i don't have a big calf but like i don't wouldn't i hate needles but like that's the level calf i was like so i have so many of them that is behind them all you know that's really cool that you have those like mementos oh i want to frame them all and heidi's like there's they're not going on the wall i'm like this is art, honey. This is art. We'll put them next to our portraits yeah, in our like, homes of yeah. ourselves. We do have every cover framed. I but think I, you guys I want, do that. Like, I want spreads framed. Like, six pages is every one of these are, that's a lot of BS that we had to make up. I love that. So I should be in creative writing because yeah. these, like, you be on and you just be, you know, I, I yeah, I don't think people give you enough credit. I, I always complain about that. That's one of my, I'm chasing credit. I'm going to give it to you right now. Like you went to USC, the whole backstory. I'm happy you told us of the princes of Malibu. Like knowing you went to Brazil, you were shooting. I will let you watch that. I want to watch. You can watch (laughs) you. I will let you. And then I'll tell you what I think. No, I know you're going to be like, you could win an Oscar. It's the, it's insane. Like it's the work of art. Like, okay. Spencer, what are you insecure about? 
not getting credit. Mm. You know, I, for like for my level of like energy I put into success, mm. you know, I do, I don't I don't get treated with any credibility. Mm. You know, so that's an insecurity in the yeah. sense that like I've worked since 2004 nonstop on reality TV fame and you know and people are just like, oh, I hate a guy from the hills. <laughs> like, that took work, fool. Like, like so, I was working. Yeah, like, that's a job. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's definitely an yeah. insecurity. And, you know, thankfully being a dad created my new focus on just being like the best dad. So it's like, it's less selfish. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, like I've now transitioned, like I'm kind of like a rap, you know, like whatever happens with my career and like, titles like now I've already moved on to like let me build the best superstar child and great human so like that has been a great energy shift what I I wish it's a hard balance because I learned so many lessons but like should I have had a kid sooner did I need to go through everything to be ready to be a parent so uh but insecurities I know I think that's a great answer do you think being a dad has changed you a lot it made me now thirsty again because I'm like, you know, like, let's get success. And I've like, people are like, why are you still trying to be famous? Like, that is where I'm at. Like, I'm not going to go be a banker now. Yeah. I can't go be Camilla and be a lawyer. Like, even though Kim's being a lawyer, like, I don't have that time for the baby bar. So, like, I am going to be a television star again. Going to get a show. I'm going to produce. Like, that's why I'm now back in the game. Like, I think producing you know, for you. Oh no, it's it's going down. Like, yeah, it's the, the the slate is strong. So that's the only reason why. Like like, why do you want this again? It's like because now it's time. Like I had already, I was living in Santa Barbara at the, yeah. my parents' beach house. I was done, but now because I could live like that with just Heidi and eat tacos and be chill. But I want to give my son and future family members, you know, because Heidi doesn't want to stop at one. So it's like I want to build, you know solid you know because i grew up with an amazing life yeah it's too late to be a dentist spencer pratt i just want to look to the camera and thank the daddy gang um oh my god for all the daddy gang Mm -hmm. promo code daddy and you get 20 percent off pratt daddy crystals you know, I usually go to 15, but since it's daddy gay and I'm Pratt daddy, that is funny. I was Pratt daddy before you were, yeah, you know, you kind of hijacked the daddy gang, but I was like, I think I, and I used to literally claim as Snapchat a year as Pratt daddy. I'd be like, gang, gang, we out here, Ooh, gang, gang. I was they like, never saw I know, that. You didn't, I know you're too young. You can't you're hijack like, something yeah. you didn't know existed. No, you know energetically. I mean? energetically. Honestly, uh, thank you so much for coming. I'm not on. ending. I'm going to, you're going to turn the camera. Right, I'm leaving and yeah, Spencer's going to keep talking. The real way to show it. Thank you so much. So, Gotta go. Goodbye. Clout, um, Spotify, Spotify live after room. I'm gonna like be live after her show and doing my own live room. Goodbye, Spencer. Oh, Thank you so much for calling on Caller uh, Daddy. I uh, really do appreciate uh, it. Uh, I'm just cut. I'm not gonna stand up. Dude, uh. you're great. That was great.